Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, we give you thanks for the gift of your word which touches our hearts and our lives and reminds us of how you call us and set us apart. Saved by your grace through the gift of faith so that we might serve you in, in your kingdom that we might be your people here in this place. Lord, open our ears and our hearts to hear and to understand your word of truth. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. My apologies for my voice this morning. I've been fighting a virus all week, and it goes in and out. And so if it goes out partway through the sermon, Bob's taken over. He would just come up here and say, Amen, dismissed, right? When we hear the word pursue or pursuit, a lot of things come to mind. Perhaps it's one of those high-speed chase-type movies where one car is pursuing another. Perhaps it's in athletics where we hear the phrase pursue excellence. Perhaps it's in other walks of life where we hear about pursuing the wealth or the things of this world. Our gospel lesson today, Jesus tells of the story of a poor man Lazarus, who's begging by the gates of a rich man. He tells the story of the fact that Lazarus would even be happy with the scraps from the rich man's table. He's in such a plight that the dogs come to lick his sores and his wounds. Now, the fact that the text tells us that he's by the rich man's gate tells us that this rich man, and he's going in and out of his place, has to pass by Lazarus every day. No compassion. No pity. No aid or help. The rich man is all about his wealth, his money, and not about the needs of Lazarus or others. In our epistle lesson today, Paul reminds us in his letter to Timothy that our contentment in life is not to be found in the wealth of the world, but in God. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and take, cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. And then to one of the often most misquoted verses in the Bible. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs.
We know the concept. We've heard it time and again. But we often kind of push that aside and think that, well, that doesn't really apply to us. And yet, I would venture to say many people spend more time worrying about their wealth than they do studying God's word. They may spend more time poring over the statements of their 401ks or their retirement accounts and investments than they do in the word of God. God challenges us through the words of Paul. He says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness. To pursue righteousness is to understand that being in a right relationship with God and with people around us is what we ought to be about. That our lives and our relationships are built on forgiveness and grace and mercy because that's the only way we can be in righteous relationships. To be in a righteous relationship with God means to remove the burden of sin that entangles and separates. And it's the same for our relationships with other people. To pursue righteousness means that I want to be in a place where if I mess up, I can say, I am sorry, please forgive me. And those are hard words. They're hard words to say to other people. And sometimes they're hard words to say to God. But to pursue that righteousness is what we are called to do. And then he reminds us to pursue godliness. What is godliness? Godliness is to have the heart and to the mind of Christ as we engage this world, to see the world through the eyes of Christ and not through our present circumstances or situations or not through our political affiliations or our, our sports teams, which so often disappoint us. To see the world through Christ's eyes and to be Christ to those around us. To pursue faith, he calls us to do. A faith that often calls us to precarious places. To trust not in our own abilities or our own strength, but rather to fall back into the arms of God who carries us through, through the difficult times and over the chasms of life. To understand that no, no matter how bleak things might seem at times, that we have a God who's always there holding us up and catching us. To pursue faith means to not ignore God's word, but to pursue learning God's word and growing in that faith each day in our understanding of who God is and the depth of, of the lengths to which he goes to provide salvation for us. And then Paul, again in verse 11, says to pursue love, a love of God and a love of others. And we're reminded by Scripture that we love because He first loved us. The whole idea of love is a, a sacrificial love. A love that says I'm giving of myself for the sake of God and for the sake of others. A love that works to touch people's lives. 
and in all of it. Not to be up and down Christians, but to pursue a steadfastness where we continue to walk the path no matter how steep or how narrow or how tough or how easy. To be steadfast in what it is that we are called to do in Christ. To never give up in the face of the world around us when everything seems to be against us. To still look to the cross of Christ and remain steadfast in him. And here's the hard one. To pursue gentleness. To be gentle with the world around us. To be compassionate and kind and understanding. To give people a hope in a Savior who went to a cross and who died for them. Because that's really what it's all about. Because we can't pursue any one of these things without the strength of a God who pursued us in Christ. Who sent his son into this world for our sake to suffer and die in our place. It's God who pursues us with the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's where the true wealth is found. It's found in a God who loves us so incredibly much that he gave his only son to die for us. Paul says, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what commandment is that? When Paul says the commandment, he's not referring to the commandments of the Old Testament, but rather to the one that Christ gave to his disciples. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Which takes us back to the gospel and Lazarus. Lazarus sitting by the gate. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah, I do that pretty well, I think. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, that's the Hard one sometimes. We see it here in Albuquerque all the time. The homeless. Those on the streets begging. And it's easy for us to become like the rich men. Passing in and out of our gate every day and just not even paying attention because it's such a normal thing. And yet we have opportunity. We have opportunities to love and to serve God every day by touching the lives of others, whether they are poor or rich, strong or weak, whether they are believers or unbelievers. We have the opportunities to reach out with the gospel of Jesus Christ with hearts of compassion. Because you see, we are called to serve Christ by serving others, to serve one another with his love. 
We are blessed here in our own congregation to have a mission. God cares about you. Where we deal every day with people like this. Where we deal with people who don't have a whole lot of hope, a whole lot of joy, and a whole lot of comfort. To deal with people who sometimes don't even have shoes to put on their feet or an extra shirt to wear or food to eat. We can sit in the comfort of our homes, in the wealth of the culture in which we live, and ignore the plight of others, or we can serve God by touching their lives. You see, faith is more than just coming together for worship. It's more than just gathering to sing songs. It's more than just offering prayers or hearing scriptures. It's taking what we believe and putting it into action in our lives. It's about living our faith each day and in so doing, serving Christ as we serve other people in this world. It's about understanding the needs and listening to the needs of those around us and doing what God calls us to do to meet those needs to the best of our ability. We can make a difference in people's lives, both here and in eternity. Pursue. Pursue the things of God, not the things of the world. And pursue the tasks to which he's called you. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.